So, welcome back to the T2 Hub. Um, Spencer and I, back here again, we're going to sit down and, and chat to you probably for the next 15 minutes. Uh, we want to talk a little bit around um, the human iceberg theory that we have here at Trans2. Some of you watching will have been through the human iceberg day with us. Um, some of you won't have, um, but it's the model, it's sort of the principle and the model that we uh, start off with, that we, we develop all of our training and, and development services around. We think it's really important. Mm. Uh, and maybe we can just have a bit of a chat, Spence, about what it is. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit about print. We use mm. the print tool within uh, our approaches and the unconscious motivate side of things and why that's valuable, et cetera. And just maybe get people thinking about um, how much they know about themselves in yeah. terms of self-awareness. Yeah. So I guess the human iceberg theory for you, those of you who have not been through uh, anything with us is we recognised early on, didn't we, that actually if you just focus and deliver training on a, what we call above the waterline yeah. behaviours, traits and characteristics, mm. i.e. the way people see and observe you, yeah. the way you portray yourself, then um, you might find some benefit and value in that, but you're likely, in most cases, to go back into the organisation and revert to type. Yeah. If you don't understand what's beneath the waterline driving and regulating those behaviours. Yeah. So the human iceberg has three levels to it. We've got the above the waterline behaviours and traits. Things like, for any of you watching who have done Insights or Myers-Briggs mm. uh, testing, uh, SDI, social mm. styles, all of these really useful psychometric testing tools which tell us about our behaviour yeah. and how we extend ourselves, you'll have enjoyed doing it. But does it drive long-lasting change? I mean, I guess it's the way it's received and delivered is, is a big part of it. But what we found is actually you need to go a bit deeper than that yeah. because how you externalise yourself is one thing. What we know through psychology and through our studies of performance psychology is that there are one or two key unconscious motivators mm. that manifest within us between the ages of, say, 1 to 21, early 20s, mm. through our experiences and exposures mm. with our parents, yeah. our social environment, yeah. you know, the friends mm. we grew up with, the state we grew up on, our educational years, mm. and, and sort of the events that happen in that time frame become anchors. And yeah. it sort of forms the way we see the world. So mm. you have these motivators manifest within you, and then they drive and regulate that mm. behavior, yeah. why I'm a red, mm. you know, why you're a, a blue or a green, yeah. et cetera. And um, that's the middle. And then the bottom level of the iceberg is the final bit uh, mm. of, the, of the human iceberg, which is where the hell did those motivators come from? Yeah. In those formative years, what happened? What anchors occurred which were likely to trigger mm. that particular motivator within you? Yeah. And... Therefore, in everything we do, we try to start with the human iceberg and we try to lift the lid for the delegates and for people on why they are like they are, where it yeah. comes from. Mm. And then they have a they have more self-awareness and a stronger chance of, of intervening and making positive change. Yeah. And yeah. whether it's sales or customer service or leadership, we still start with that. Let's mm. find out about you first mm. and then we'll develop you as a professional. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I totally get that. I think... Uh, from a starting point, 
you've got to understand who you are, where you're coming from before you start looking at anybody else. Uh, I don't. I think um, the, the the structure of the human iceberg. I think uh, from a from a, an educational point of view, from a from an experience point of view, I think it's structured fantastically. Starting at the above the waterline and then going down down below the waterline to unconscious motivators, then even further down to sense of purpose. Um, and and when we start talking about um, the the above the waterline behaviour, there's there's a lot of sort of recognition there's a lot of uh, what, I, what I sniggers of recognition yeah i do that mm-hmm. yeah i do oh yeah that's me or or i know somebody like that and that's all well and good but again that's above the waterline behavior and when you start talking about above the waterline behavior we're talking about behaviors that are um able to be changed hmm. so uh, depending on what mood you're in what situation you're in what context you find yourself in then you might find that generally speaking you're a you're a an ex uh, an expressive mm. however you may come into a situation where you need to be a driver mm. and as much as it might not be a natural thing you can step into that um it might be that you've got to be an amiable so you've got you can sort of slip into amiable um and then slip out when needed but you might find that you have to be an analytic, like yourself, Martin. You yourself, you're a natural driver, aren't you? Hmm. Would you would yeah. you would yeah. you accept that? Absolutely, I you're a natural the, driver. Definitely in the workplace as well, driver. Yeah, <clears throat> end game focused. Get there as quick as we can. And not necessarily hand. not necessarily focused on detail. Not so much when you're a driver. However, you run a business, mm. so there is a requirement for you to be analytical to a certain degree. Yes. So you will change to be an analytical. It's not necessarily your comfort zone, but you will change to be an anal- analytical. When you are required, yeah, and, and that's come an, back out and that. that's an important point because you, you, we find that you are who you are, mm. but then which is an unconscious state. Mm. So in my natural form, without even thinking about it, yeah. I'm a very driven, end game, task focused, goal driven person, yeah. right? And and visionary with it. I wanna, mm. I can see it, and I wanna get there. Certainly, yeah. Um, but I <clears> sort <throat> of want to sort the details out on the way, yeah, rather than waiting. <laughs> And that serves me well sometimes and not in others. But, mm. yeah, to your point, I can be more analytical, mm. considered, prepared, but it's a conscious decision. Yes. And at the top of the iceberg, above the waterline, we're all like this. And these testing tools like Insights and Myers-Briggs and Social Styles, etc., are a really good indicator mm. of how you operate, mm. of your preferences. And it's really interesting. I find it's, it's really interesting when we start uh, talking to delegates uh, and we start talking about... Um, social styles, different behaviours and things like that. And we also mention print. And nine times out of ten, people say, yeah, I've done something like print before. I've done Myers-Briggs and uh, I've done Insight and I've done this. And we're like, no, 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 no. Different thing. Because Mm. we're starting to go below the waterline when we start talking about print. So just for the audience who haven't experienced it, print is what Spencer's talking about. Print is uh, a tool, a, a particular type of testing psychometric test or, or profiling tool uh which was created by the paul hertz group in the u.s yeah paul hertz uh is a statistician is that the right i always get that word wrong i won't agree i won't disagree with you <laughs> yeah yeah statistician and um he was a protege of edwards Deming, who was the yeah. the grandfather of agile and lean yeah um revolution uh, in processes and manufacturing and he sort of broke off and really started to become intrigued by what drove people what was the motivations behind people's behavior not so much how they displayed them and that's where print was born and 
you know, we we have, uh, have, have licensed, we've practiced in, and we've delivered many different types of psychometric testing. And all the ones we've mentioned, like mm. Insight, Social Styles, STIs, Myers-Briggs, very, very good at, at revealing preferences and character types. But what we found with print mm. was it just has that difference. It goes down a layer and it starts to uncover the unconscious bias, if you like, or yeah. the unconscious motivators that have manifested within our psyche from those formative years mm. that drive us to be like that in the first yes. place. Yeah. There's only nine things yeah. human beings can be motivated by. Mm. And you take the print test, it scores you a percentage match against the nine, mm. and you will come out with the major and the minor or the one or two motivators mm. that are driving and regula regulating your behaviour. And to your comment, people say, oh, I've done loads of this type of stuff before. Mm. And then they do print and then they understand what's driving them. And then they go through the process of what that means and what the triggers are. And, mm. and, and it's mind blowing for them. It is. It gives them a level of self-awareness that they never had prior. Now, mm. I'll ask you a question. You've been with us almost a year. Yeah. And you're of an age, a tenured age. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. Is, very that, is that okay? Very diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> so you, well, your experience, right? Yeah, 22 years in the military, oh. you know, many years outside. Mm. Um, it's not over the hill, by the way. But yeah. what I'm saying is you've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. You've been on a lot of courses. Yeah. Uh, I have, but, but you mm. have in particular, and you've worked in a lot of environments. Yeah. First thing we did with you when you came here was yeah. we printed you. Yes. So you took your princess. Yeah. And... You it revealed in you, for example, Spence, yeah. that your core motivators mm. that drive everything you are yeah. is to have peace and harmony yeah. in your environment. Yes. And and in the working life, in your personal life, to have that element of no conflict, no dis mm. dis discomfort, no discord. Mm. But you've also got to be perfect, correct, and right. Yeah. Which means you like things done properly yeah. to a standard and in a certain way. Mm. And you you also live in a fair and just world. Uh, yeah, and that's so predominant for me. Rules and structure and doing the right thing yeah. and integrity yeah. is really important. So peace and harmony and perfect, correct and right, mm. that was revealed to you not so long back. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about what, what your first thoughts were and your experience with print yourself. Well, What's it done for you? For me, uh, I've got to be honest with you, I didn't see him coming. I didn't see it mm. coming at all. Uh, I've... With print, again, my first exposure of it was me going through the print report, uh, doing the actual print myself. Yeah. Um, when it when it came out with those numbers, um, the um, the to sort of the peace and harmony being a major and the perfect correct and right being a minor, I was like, okay, fair enough. Then what's what's this all about? And then we went through the print report. Yeah. Uh, and we looked at our my best self, my shadow self, um, and the, and it sort of gave me a, a bit of an idea. And, and I've got to be honest with you, I think there was nothing new in there, but the way it was structured made me think more. Hmm. It's not as if I disagreed with it. <clears throat> it's not. I didn't disagree with it. But what I sort of thought, well, hold on a minute. How does the how's this pitched? How how, how do how do I get this? It took me about three days to get my head around it. I can't lie. It took me about three days to get my yeah, head around it. Yeah, but that 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 is a uh, and this is what we find with unconscious motivators driving people's performance. You know, it it's one of them where you have to reflect on it. Mm, yeah, you know because. It hits you with something. And, yeah. and some people in the room, when we genuinely do it, yeah. some people who we work with one-to-one -one or in a group environment yeah. go, they read it and they go, that's me. Yeah. Very and they're much, absolutely yeah. bought in 
understand it yeah. and they resonate with it straight away. Other people go, hmm. Mm. Yeah. And it's not that they're not sure they're disagreeing, but they've been presented with something for the first time yeah. in a context they don't understand. Yes, yeah. I've never really thought that. I've always thought about how I behave yeah. and how I react to situations yeah. and what my personality style is. Yeah. But I've never considered why. Yes. And that was why. That, that was one of the things is when we went onto the trigger, when we started looking at the triggers, was things that moved me from um, best self into shadow behavior. And I was looking down these triggers. I was thinking, where do they get, how do they know this? Mm. How do they know this? Because it was very much the piece of the, based on the peace and harmony, perfect, correct mm. and right. The little things that really push my buttons, grind my gears. How do they do this? How do they yeah. know? And it's so scarily accurate. And scarily so, accurate. I always remember one girl saying to me in a, uh, one lady, sorry, saying to me in a, in a training session, she, came, she was quite introverted and stayed quite mm. quiet throughout the process. She came up to me at the end and she said, do you know what? She said, there's only one person who could have described and understood me more than this, and that's my mother. Right. And that was a really powerful statement because she was absolutely, how How do you know what, what in, in the core of me hmm. drives fundamentally everything I believe in? Yeah. And it's and, and, and Paul, Paul Hertz, going back to Paul Hertz, who created print, he's a statistician, right? So yeah. working out the nine things human beings can be motivated by. Yeah. Working out a series of questions, scenarios, or situations that could be answered, which will, by a process of elimination, mm. match you against the things that drive you. Yeah. And and this is the other thing worth mentioning here. Most psychometric tests can be answered how you want to be perceived. Mm. I've done it myself. Yeah. Myers-Briggs insights. I can make myself a red. I can make myself a yellow. Yeah. By, by answering the questions, right? I'm going for a job interview. Are you good at detail, Martin, and planning? Or well, me and you know I'm not, right? Yeah. But I can answer yes, because I know it's relevant for the job. Yeah. So in most psychometric testing, you can if you wanted to. Now, we'd like to think most people are honest, mm. but you can answer how you want to be perceived. Yeah, certainly. Print, I have done it three times. Mm. I've tried to break it, mm. and it still gets me every time. Yeah. Because you can be on that test for 10 questions, 10 minutes, mm. or 60 questions, 60 minutes, yeah. because the algorithm is trying to pick up your unconscious motivators yeah. by a series. And it, and we don't know the science behind the algorithm because Paul Hertz keeps it close to his chest. Mm. However he's done it, it's an amazing Oh, experience. very much so, yeah. I've never I've never run across, come across something So like you've that. probably, in the last year, you've probably uh, coached, developed, or worked with, would it be fair to say, 300, 400 people? I'll, probably, probably more. more. Probably, probably more. more. Say 500 yeah. people um, who have all gone through the print experience. Yeah. How many have cast iron disagreed with their unconscious motivators? Before I answer that, I need to qualify my answer. As a one, you would, right? <coughs> yeah. Perfect, correct, right? Yeah, certainly. Before I qualify that, I've probably come, I've probably met less than 10 people who have, who have basically dismissed it. Right. Yeah? Yeah. Out of that 10 people, eight of them have probably come back and said, later on, said, you know what? I think there's something in this. Hmm. So, yeah, th- about uh, probably 10, maybe maybe less so than 10. Less than... They've, 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 they've totally dismissed it. Yeah, that's not me. That's not me. Some of them, and this is it, some of them, have, when they've actually read through it and they've gone through the like um, the, the best self, because we, what we the way we reveal it, they've read that and they've gone, that's not me. That's not me. There's nothing in there that's me. Then when we've gone on shadow behaviour, 
That's me. And this is an important point in the in, in the reveal of the reason understanding unconscious motivators is so important is because we find that when human beings understand at a surface level how they act mm. and what their personality style is and how they come across, they tend to drive very little change. Mm. And I use the word tend because there are a few people, although there's a certain amount of people, who can take that and, and apply it and consciously think, I want to apply it. Yeah. But in general, surface level knowledge of behaviours and preferences and styles yeah. doesn't always drive a long-lasting change. No. When we come down into the unconscious motivator, so what is driving that behaviour, mm. it seems to have, for some, life-changing uh, repercussions. Yes, certainly. Some people genuinely, for the first time in their life, become conscious and aware of why they are like they are and yeah. what's driving that. Yeah. And I think then, to finish off this this sort of short discussion on this, is let's go down a level further. So where did those motivators come from? So we know with with print, there's nine things human beings can motiv be motivated by. Yeah. And that then drives your personality and outward behavior yes. and traits. Yeah. But why are you a 9-1, peace and mm. harmony and perfect, correct and right? Yeah. And I'm an 8-3, mm. which for the camera is strong and self-reliant mm. and succeed and achieve. Yeah. So my motivators are different to yours. My yeah. motivators are goal-driven, mm. success-driven, mm. and I want to do it being in control. Yeah. I like to be in positions of leadership. I like to lead people. I like to come alive in a crisis. Yeah, I like motivate, to motivate. Um, and so I'm very independent. Mm. Uh, I like to be unconsciously competent if I can and do things... Um, on my own back and I also want to achieve things whereas yeah. you're hang on a second there's more to it than that there's a right way and a wrong way there's yeah. rules there's structure we've yeah. got to think about this yeah. and along the way can we all get along and not have any <laughs> any arguments yeah. and discomfort Yeah. so my question is the bottom level of the iceberg is what we call sense of purpose Certainly. where did those motivate why am I an 8-3 and why are you a 9-1 I, I, I think it's fascinating I think it's absolutely fascinating my take on it is basically nature versus nurture. So uh, when we uh, start looking at nature versus nurture, I think our sort of take on it is 80% nurture, 20% nurture. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So when we start talking about that, we're talking the nurture, quite quite a, a large percentage of it is outweighing the nature. And when we talk so, about n nurture, Spence, yeah. we're talking about the main the main things that, that sort of uh, constitute to the nurture in the 80% yeah. is parental, social, and educational. Yeah. yeah. So you so throughout your from birth to your late teens, early twenties, you're constantly getting messages. Hmm. Aren't you? So from your parental, so from your parents and from your your home your home life, educational, so from your uh, school. Uh, the teachers, how they teach you, what they teach you, the people you're at school with, all this, that and the other, and social, the people you hang around with, the people who, your friends, possibly their parents, people who, have, who influence your you. Your environment, your, yeah. your estate, your village, you know, yeah. the culture of what's happening around you Certainly. in those formative years. So yeah. those three things come under nurture, which makes up an eight, uh, the massive massive 80% of, of, of the influencers. But that 20%, although it's smaller, it's massively affecting because... It's how you perceive those messages. It's a great point. Because what people ask me is they say, Martin, two people grow up on a council estate, mm. parents separate, they grow up with nothing, yeah. they struggle. Yeah. One goes into crime and drugs, one becomes a successful entrepreneur, mm. millionaire, right? How do you account, therefore, 
for those people. And you, you've just hit the nail on the head. In psychology, it's about perception. There are generally, if we strip it right back, mm. parental, social, educational, you will either want to replicate mm. what you observe and what's happened to you, yeah. or you will want to rebel and be anything but it. Yeah. Which is why some people like to follow their parents. Some people like to do the total opposite yeah. and want to be the total opposite. Yeah. Um, some people want to carry on living where they live and, and socialising where they socialise. Some people, some people's dream is to get out. Mm. You know, some people never want to have to rely on education again or go into higher education. Yeah. Me. Some people fundamentally place a value on having that degree or having con continuous education. Yeah. So you either rebel or you replicate. Mm. So you can have two people from a similar instance who mm. take completely different paths. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talk about the identical twins. So physical, physically identical, genetically identical twins. Um, they go. They have the same parental influences because those, their, their parents were together at the same time. They were in the same house at the same time. They went to the same school at the same time in the same classes with the same teachers. Got taught the same things. They hung around with the same people. All this, all everything that they experienced was almost identical. But that point, that that one pivotal point, when the father turns around to both both boys at the same time and says, "Boys, you've got to get your heads around the fact that you're going nowhere. You're going to achieve nothing." Yeah. You're going to work in that factory. You're going to live on this estate. Get used to it because that's what's going to happen. And one son says, fair enough then. That's the way that's my life what, is. That's my destiny. The other son says, really? Yeah. I'm going to show you. I'll see about that. And uh, yeah. from that point, identical twins diverge. Different unconscious motivators manifest. Yeah. Different interpretations of that and, and, and the journeys begin. Yeah. Right. So, so to wrap this up um, and almost give... Anybody who's been through the human iceberg, then they know their print and their mm. sense of purpose and, and, and their, their behaviours. And for those who don't, what we're trying to say here, I think what we're trying to say is in order to be productive in your personal or professional life, truly productive and truly in control of being your best self yeah. and being fulfilled yeah. and happy and all of those great things, it's not, you can't be it every day, but more often than not. Yeah. It's not just about knowing how your personality, what your personality style you have, or mm. if you're an introvert, extrovert, or whether you're a red, green, or blue, or whatever it might be. It's not just about knowing that. That is useful. Yeah. But where the true self-awareness comes and where the power comes from, where you take back a bit of control, mm. is when you understand what motivators have manifested within you that is driving that. Yeah. And even more powerfully, if you can establish where the hell they come from. Yeah. And I guess I always talk about this, but the reason why that's changed my life is because I won't share it on camera. I share it in the rooms, but yeah. my, my bit of my backstory that, and, and, and growing up before I entered the military, I was angry at for quite some years. Mm. So much so that I was raging against the machine. I was mm. taking the world on. I was angry. Mm. I, I hated authority in the military, <laughs> which is why I was always in trouble. Right. Um, and it wasn't serving me well, Spence. No. And, and I got through it, but I'm thinking back now, I was I was a little shit. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't mm. serving me well. I, I I had a few great relationships, but generally I had quite a lot of conflicts with people as well mm. because I was I, I had this I, I always knew I had this this self belief and this don't hem me in, mm. don't dictate to me type thing. But yeah. for years I was angry at it. Mm. Until I, I went through the iceberg layers, yeah. and I understood that I'm strong and self-reliant and to succeed and achieve for a reason. Yeah. 
And actually, when I look back at the reasons in my sense of purpose in my early life that triggered me to be that way, yeah. I can now embrace it. I, yeah. I, if I could go back, I wouldn't change it mm. because it makes me who I am. Yeah. And since I've started to look at it in a completely different life, my personal and professional life has yeah. gone like that. Yeah. And that's the power of tr what we call true self-awareness. Mm. Yes, I'd agree. And that's how we find out. Mm. By using tools like this, by having these experiences, by being honest with ourselves yeah. and basically getting to know ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So tips out there is if you've done any form of psychometric testing or personal development, uh, great. Uh, revisit it, embrace it. Uh, but we would implore you to look a bit deeper. Look at, start to explore unconscious motivators and unconscious bias. Start to look at sense of purpose. Start to look at anchors and, uh, mm. and the origins of where that might have manifested from because when you have the true picture you can absolutely accept it embrace it yeah and harness it moving forward yes certainly. i think that's what we're yeah, saying i think yeah i agree awesome thank you very much